I'm out there. Thanks. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you here on this Dr. King Day as the football Monday for us as we review the football on Saturday and Sunday. Playoff edition with open full lines for you, 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. You can watch our show on Twitch and on YouTube as well as we talk to you about what we saw over the weekend, Cap. We saw dynamic teams and dynamic quarterback play from Jordan Love and Jared Goff in the NFC North. We saw C.J. Stroud from Houston and Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City. Even in the losing effort, you saw Matt Stafford. And then you've got two bye teams in Purdy and uh, Lamar Jackson. And, of course, we've got two games today in the NFL playoffs. My point is, is that, Cap, when we see these playoffs, it makes you just want for the Chicago Bears to be on that level. To be able to turn on a playoff game in mid-January and see the Chicago Bears there on a regular basis. Not a pop-up championship, but to be there on a regular basis. My big takeaway from the weekend is is that in the NFC North, you got two teams that advanced. One led by Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions team that's had a rocket ship up their hiney this whole time under Dan Campbell. And then the Green Bay Packers, they storm into Dallas. The momentum that they've had late in the season. Going to Dallas is like, oh, this is a neutral side game. This is our Super Bowl, and we're just going to beat the Cowboys' ass. That happens in our division. And then you think, where are the Bears? How long will the Bears be in that scenario? How long will that take? Watching what we watched. This is not me being a hater. He's just a hater, man. No. This is just me spitting truth. We have the fourth best coach in the division. If you could pick, you're having a little draft. Our guy's going fourth. That's a fact. Our offensive coaching staff, they don't even work up there anymore. They were fourth best in the division. Our quarterback, fourth best in the division. But what if we get Marvin Harrison and Roma Dunze and Malik Neighbors and we get six more picks and we get Brock Bowers and four more offensive linemen? Well, guess what? Bo Melton and Dontavio Wicks and Romeo Dobbs look pretty freaking good because they got the quarterback right. That guy's the best quarterback in the NFC. Best in the NFC. Come at me. He is. So you've got to take a quarterback at one if they pass all your background checks. Do all your homework. Have all your dinners. Go back to the third grade and talk to their teachers. If all of that checks out, they're taking a quarterback, and that's 100%. I would like for the Bears to take a quarterback, especially early in the draft. And if it's not that, then I'd like for them to be able to bolster their roster with good young assets and be able to swing and get hits on the draft coming up because it's needed for this team. There's still holes to fill. But nothing more important than the quarterback position, Cap. And all I can tell you is is that this is why it's a big flip of the coin. For those that feel that Justin Fields needs another chance, I totally understand that point of view. Because many of you just feel like, okay, with a new offensive coordinator and with more weapons, the feeling is, okay, you know what? Now he's a quarterback that you think that he should be. But do you have time to wait if you're Ryan Poles? And that's the thing. This is not Ryan Poles' selection, Justin Fields. It's not. I can understand if the general manager had skins on the wall, if he had an investment in the quarterback from the beginning, as if he drafted Justin Fields. But he did not. 
He did not draft Justin Fields. He did not. I can understand if there was an emotional investment in that. But the other side of it is, is that, okay, well, you go through the draft and you try to find the best quarterback possible to try to reimagine the franchise, saying, okay, we got a new offensive coordinator, we're going to marry him to a new quarterback, and then push it forward. Doesn't necessarily mean that the Bears are going backwards. Doesn't mean that they're starting over. But if it does not work, either side of the scenario I just painted, bringing Fields back with more weapons, having a new quarterback with a new offensive coordinator, if neither happens and works in the next couple of years, everyone's getting fired. Correct. So why not swing for the fences? If you were sitting in that room right now up at Hallis Hall, and it was you and Ian Cunningham and all the scouts, all right, what do we got? Okay, Ryan, here's where we're at on Caleb Williams. Now you have to go to work. you got to fly to L.A. We need you to spend three days with that kid. And you got to do this, that, and the other thing. And you've got to make sure when we get our offensive coordinator hired, he's got to be the guy that's with you on all that stuff. He's got to be in lockstep with that kid, 1,000%. And he has to have a history of developing quarterbacks. Period. Who is that? That's the question. Is it Shane Waldron? He got the best out of Geno Smith in Seattle. That's for sure. He was a bust at the Jets. A bust. Pretty good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Not the best, but pretty good. Only get out of somebody what they are capable of doing. Or maybe it's this kid from Kentucky. I hear they really like him. Liam Cohen. I hear he's got great, great resume. So whoever that person is, do all your homework. Talk to all their teachers and friends and do your security check, everything. Because Dak Prescott had a, a nightmare yesterday. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I saw him dressed like a stud up there answering every question. No emotion where he's firing on people. I wasn't good enough. Yeah, I was terrible. So is Caleb Williams capable of doing that in this town? Had that been the Bears yesterday? Oh, my God. People would be freaking out. Sure. And so is he so. capable of doing it? I, Justin is. Yeah. Justin is really good at handling all the pressure around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's a good enough player. This offensive coordinator is going to be the biggest hire in the, in the offseason for the Chicago Bears. Because this offensive coordinator is either going to be able to tutor Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever the quarterback is through the draft, or to be able to help fix Justin Fields. This is all this is huge. Correct. This is huge. This is not just a one off like, okay, it didn't work, we'll move on to the next guy. This is not like the Bears previous regimes where you just bring an offensive coordinator in every year and a half, two years. This is big. Agreed. I mean, totally agree with you. Everything that we saw over the weekend is predicated on who the quarterback is, the stabilization of the quarterback, whether that's Jared, Love, Jared Goff or whether it's Jordan Love or C.J. Stroud, Patrick Mahomes, on and on and on. It's predicated on who's going to be able to help an offense move in the right direction. This is why this is big. Could you imagine the next offensive coordinator is going to be able to possibly coach the best quarterback in the draft based on every account that people are saying? Everything that I've seen and watching a ton of college football. Could you imagine? That is, I mean, that's quite the undertaking. Here you go. We're going to give you the keys to the best quarterback that's available. Or here's the keys to be able to help Justin Fields be a better quarterback. That's still huge. Either it way. Is. I just don't think guys are running here to a co- head coach that could get fired in a year if they don't turn it around. I don't think top-level candidates are coming here to coach Justin. 
So I would go along with you with that if it wasn't for what Kevin Warren said. Now, I think it's clear that it is Kevin uh, is um, Ryan Pohl's position. It's his job to be able to get this right. Kevin Warren wants to be able to have more say, and I'm not sure what that means. Yes, it's the poll show, Cap, but I mean, when Warren wants to be involved, does he just want to be in the meetings, want to find out the direction of the team? Does, yep. he, does he have something to say? From what I've been told, what he wants is to make sure they don't have a process like what happened with Mitch Trubisky, where Ryan Pace went rogue because he didn't trust the guy he didn't want as his head coach, John Fox. So he talked to a couple people on his staff, and that's it. You can't, that can't happen again. I want to be able to walk in the office and go, you're my boss. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I did all the homework. Here's all the files. Take a look at these. It's Caleb Williams, or it's Drake May, Mm -hmm. or it's Justin, whoever it is. Yep. Here's why I'm doing this. Okay. I'll look at all this. Let's go to dinner tomorrow night. Let's talk. Okay. Go through all the stuff. All right. Let's head. Tell me why. What do you, what is it about that kid? Sell me. Yeah. And then I'm going to say to you, I want you to think of it this way. Oh, I didn't think of that. And in the end, he's going to let polls make the pick. You can't fire a GM if you're telling him who to pick. That's correct. It's like the owner in Carolina, why people laugh at him. He fired the coach and the GM, and neither one wanted Bryce Young. Oh, get out. Well, you're still standing. Mm -hmm. You're the guy that made the pick. Ass backwards. Correct. So let's get your thoughts in. 312-332-3776 is our phone number on our discussion about Justin Fields and about what you saw in the playoffs. And again, not from a jealous standpoint, but just admiring what you see in the postseason as far as organizational structure, as far as offense and defense. It just looks a lot different than a lot of the Bears games we saw because those teams in the playoffs are loaded with talent. And a strong off, uh, there's a strong front office, and know how to be able to get to the next level if they fall short. And I mean, you know, and I just I love to see that for the Bears as we go to Washington D.C. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app, here is Anthony on Cap and J Hood. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. What's up? Uh, I waited and waited because I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, first thing is, born and raised in Chicago, and. Uh, and Hood knows uh, 87th Street. Yeah. Okay, so that's my area. Okay. Uh, we're in Washington, D.C. now. But I wanted to say, first of all, I was uh, four segments, five segments back, uh, you had a caller that called in, and he made the statement that uh, if you're a Justin Fields fan, you're not a Chicago Bear fan. I found that to be insulting. Uh, and, and, I, and I say that because I think we're all Chicago Bear fans. We're all Chicago, and we want the best for the Chicago Bears. Now, in saying that, let's go to the uh, parallels that we try to make with uh, quarterbacks. Green Bay did something that they used to do back in the day. They groom a quarterback three years. You sit back and you wait and you watch until you get your chance. Right. They trust their scouting that we we were right on that kid. Just let him develop. Okay. 
but coaching was involved. No question. You go to, you go, to go to Houston. They draft a young kid. Uh, he, he looks great. He's doing wonderful. And he's, he's moving the ball. He's doing the things you want a quarterback to do. But they change the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, who have this talented guy, and who, who, who you say, Cap, checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. He checks all the boxes. But he's just, there's something's missing. There's something missing. First coach, last regime, did, Nagy didn't like him. Didn't like who? Reason. He didn't like who? He, 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 Nagy didn't like him. He didn't want him. He couldn't do the things that he, Nagy wait, wanted. Wait, wait, wait. He didn't like who? Justin Fields. Justin. Yeah. He picked him. Justin. What do you mean he didn't like him? He picked him. He did He, that. That situation was worth because remember what Nagy said. He's not ready. Well, he was right. He was right. Now you <laughs> change over to oh, a new regime. Yeah. You 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 have one thing I love about Pose. Pose told me I'm be 63 next month. Uh-huh. Pose said that something that no other Chicago Bears GM in my lifetime ever said before. He said, I'm going to tear it down and build it up. That's exactly what he did, Anthony. And, but, we, and, and so we appreciate the telephone call. Um, the idea that um, Matt Nagy did not want Justin Fields is not true. That is not true. He is the one, along with Pace, they picked him. That was their guy, yeah. and that's why they moved up. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that's not true is the, the feeling that, well, yeah, yeah, yes, of course, if you're rooting for the Bears, you're a Bears fan, but they're – has been a separation for some people, Cap. And again, we have the empirical proof on our social media about the support of Justin Fields more so than the support of the Bears. And again, if that's how you look at it, that's fine. I'm a Bears fan, and so I want what's best for the team, however that works. But there are some that are just supportive of Justin. And by the way, you have every right to, to feel that way, but I also have a, a right to feel like the offense needs to be better. Yes, it's time. It's time that we have a competent offense. It is. However you get that done. Correct. However you get it done, with or without Justin, it's time for the offense to be a lot better. Anthony, we appreciate your telephone call. Leaves the line open, 312-332-3776. Arlington Heights, here's Jay on Cap and Jay Hood. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're well. Thanks for checking in. Okay, so everybody seems to be saying it, but it's not going into very clairvoyance and saying actually saying what it is and it, it is that this team is lacking a lot of talent just all all around one of the biggest uh common denominators from from this year when we actually won the games was one the first four weeks of the season we were out our whole entire secondary and two or three of our key offensive linemen but then that happens and then you had justin uh get hurt you had your, your your left tackle went down. Then everybody came back. When Justin came back from injury, everybody came back, and we were healthy. You looked pretty good. You didn't look great. You looked pretty good. The biggest thing is we do not have talent. So then you go into this draft. You have two options: keeping Justin and 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 using and trading for multiple uh, draft assets, building and getting more players that are good enough and create depth for your team to have a quarterback in there that doesn't have to be great. 
We don't need Justin to be great. We just need him not to have be in the situations where he loses our games. No, we do need him to be great. I disagree with you. We do I, need him to be win, great. We, I would rather have. I would rather win with great players playing together. Like our defense seemed to come together this when, when we got sweat. Well, if you draft Caleb, you you don't have a lot of draft assets after that. You have the you, ninth pick in the first round. The what are you team. talking about? You're going to have him. You're going to have him quarterbacking the same team with with not a, with not a much. Improve no, you're not. What are you talking about? You're going to have the ninth pick. You're going to have him. You've got more cap space than 95% of the rest of the league. What are you talking you're, about? You're, that space is going down because you lost. You, you got sweat. You're going to have to pay Jalen. Uh, After Johnson. sweat, you're going to have more space than 95% of the league. You're going to let go of probably okay. Eddie Jackson, and you're letting go of, of Cody Whitehair. Come on, what are we doing here? And they'll restructure we, we other have, deals. So we, we do not have the backup. We do not have backups or the depth to win in this in, in, to be successful like Detroit has created. And, um, so, lastly, real real quick, Jay, this is not that's just not true, Jay. This is not true. You're factually inaccurate, a, and you're willing to settle for mediocrity at quarterback because heaven forbid you're afraid you can't address other things. I'm not doing that anymore. Just one last thing, real quick. Guys. Yes, sir. To Caleb Williams, it seems like nobody can play defense in the in the in the former Pac-10. So the one game I did watch Caleb Williams, he, he played against Notre Dame. Did you guys see that game? Yes. That was a quality defense that he faced, and they hit him and they hit him hard, and he looked scared, and he looked he, he looked very uh, very scared to even throw the ball. I don't know what his stats were ended up in that game. But he looked horrible. In fact, what I took away from that game is I'd rather have the Notre Dame quarterback than than that, than what oh Caleb showed God. in that game. Okay, just, just watch the game. If you haven't watched that Jay, game, Jay, we just said we Jay, we just said we watched the game. We just said that, that was that was a great defense. The okay. first, I don't know if that was the best defense that he faced. Yes, but that that was a great defense. And no, they, they hit Jay, him around hard. Jay, he's played. Let me just say, he's played other defenses because he's played other games. Now again, if you if you base your opinion on one game, then you really don't know the player. Correct. That's fine. And again, I'm not asking you to be a college football guru, but I'm asking you if you're going to call us about Caleb Williams, maybe look through the numbers. Yeah, did, and maybe look at what Patrick Mahomes did in college. Did, did he just say he would have taken Sam Hartman over Caleb yeah, Williams? That's exactly what he did. How about Sam Hartman against Clemson, the best defense he saw? 146 yards, 43% completion, 0 for 2. No touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, but he'd rather have Sam Hartman as the Bears quarterback. Just Again, AJ, and again, everyone has their own sports bandwidth. I try to be reasonable, Cap, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I try to be reasonable on, on this side of the uh, this side of the table. I try to be reasonable. We understand that everyone does not have the time that we have to pour into just watching games. Mm-hmm. Not even about breaking down tape and all that and all that. It's just about watching the games or just reading what people say about these players. If you base your opinion on the quarterback on one game, then you don't really have an opinion. Yeah, I mean, you're based on one game. Well, I mean, you can't um, have an opinion on any player based on a game. By the way, one single one single game. You're correct. So, uh, 2016 Texas Tech Red Raiders, five and seven. Yeah, I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback. I, I told, I, well, as I mentioned to you, when I watched him at Texas Tech, he was a wild Bronco. 
he was drawing stuff up in the dirt. I mean, and, and it was undisciplined. It's like he was get, hey, the production was there for him, but it was crazy. I mean, they had that that uh, double guns offense going. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, but he got with a really solid offensive mind and Andy Reid, and now look at Patrick Mahomes. He's the genuine article now. So, I mean, again, if you, if, I know everyone is, does not have the time to watch college football every week like I do or that you do or definitely Shea does. But the, the, the idea that, well, Caleb's close to home. They're going to be in South Bend. That's close enough to Chicago. I'll turn it on. And that's the opinion you have based on a game? Just nonsense. Agreed. Sidebar, may I approach? Yeah, brought to you by Ankin Law, 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Have you seen Sign my ball? <laughs> I was about to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Couldn't wait for it. That's yours. Go ahead. Have you seen what's happening in Orchard Park, New York today? There is a playoff football game. It'll kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. Oh, I can't wait. They don't have anywhere to sit. The entire stadium, every seat is still under like a foot and a half of snow. They are offering $20 an hour for the first 200 people that show up to the stadium, the Buffalo Bills. They can shovel the seats and the field off for 20 bucks an hour and a hot snack. Is that enough for you to go to the stadium and shovel off the seats? No. Well, Jay Moore, I would ask you, how hot's the snack? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the phone line. (laughs) I would like to know how hot the snack is. Then maybe I'd show up. Uh, And this game is at what time? 3.30 Chicago time, baby. Oh, boy. Better hurry. Oh, baby. How are you only taking 200 shovelers? You should be taking the entire city of Buffalo. Man. Yeah. You wouldn't do it, right? Hell no. How about 100? No. 1,000? No. 2,000? No. $1,000 an hour, I'm getting my ass there and shoveling seats. Are you crazy? an hour? Yeah, it's 20 bucks an hour. That's a little different. 500 an hour? 500 an hour minimum I want is eight hours. <laughs> you put the time parameter on there, Correct. too. <laughs> you can't go, well, that's one hour, you're good. No. Cash, right? You snookered me and then for 500 bucks. No, I want cash money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, I want crisp yeah. $100 bills. Yes. Fresh from the owner. Not with Uncle Dave from uh, Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> 3 on it. I want the real thing. <laughs> I watched that this weekend, by the way. <laughs> Tony in uh, Midway on ESPN 1000. Tony, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Well, Anthony. Thank you for taking my call. Antonio, but thank you. Antonio, you're the man. Antonio from Midway. Go ahead, sir. Gentlemen, uh, first, uh, again, thank you for taking my call. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, just to let you guys know. Okay. Green and gold all the way. Uh But let's get to Chicago. Let's. Chicago should not do the same mistake they keep doing. Get the best quarterback. Get the best offense you can for the Bear fans. And and that's it. Don't make the same mistake and try to work with what you have and build around it. It's not going to work. That's all I have to say. Gentlemen, go Pack Go. See you, buddy. Good luck to your team. They were impressive. They were really impressive. I don't root for them, but th- that quarterback's awesome. Awesome. 
312-332-3776 our phone number. Adonis is Olympia Fields on ESPN 1000. That's Adonis, a cool name. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. What First, a great name. A Packer. <laughs> it is. I, I have to thank my parents for that name. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, David, hey, we Jonathan, don't, we don't hey, we're boring. Adonis, man. I'm an Adonis. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, man. Yes. First, we, we can't let a Packers fan get on the call before the Bears. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, he came on. He, he came on anonymously. Uh, we just, he just kind of snuck in there. I see, because that was terrible, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> Go ahead, also. But my takeaways from from uh, the wild card games: one, whatever they're doing up in Green Bay, the way they're evaluating quarterbacks and putting them in place, they they have a proven system. I mean, we we seen the last two results. We're looking current state at the third. I mean, damn. That's that's all I have to say when it comes to that. Um, their offensive system, just a, a master class. I mean, they exploit defenses. They exploit the deficiencies in them. But there is hope for us. I will say that. I mean, looking at Detroit, uh, when we played them two times, I mean, we, we had the best of them for seven quarters, seven out of the eight quarters that we played them. And then even when we played Green Bay and we don't play our best game, and we're down our best cornerback, we still only owe them the 17 points. So, um, for me at least, I am confident that Poles can do the job. Mm -hmm. Looking at his results on the defensive side of the ball and the investments that he's made thus far. So, if we can do the same thing offensively despite who the quarterback is, we make that same investment this offseason. I don't think we're that far off from playoffs, guys. I don't. I don't either. You know, and, and and here's the thing, Adonis. I would agree with you if I only knew what the, who the quarterback is, and that does matter. It is the great unknown. Like as you just laid out, defense. Yes, you have weapons, which you need to add more offensively. Definitely protection Absolutely. of the offensive line. You need you need several of them on the offensive line. On the defensive end, again, there's no Ngakwe, so a three technique and others are needed. But you're building it the right way. That's the thing that I'm optimistic about. The only thing is, I don't know who the quarterback is and what does the offense look like, which is seemingly our question almost on a yearly basis around here. I agree. And you said it best. The offensive coordinator pick is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to really, to me, define what goes on moving forward. And the Kevin Warren, um, in his interview with him kind of speaking to what his expectation is about turning it around, we got to win now. So even if we, let's say we stick with Justin Fields, for instance, Mm -hmm. I, I, I really... I mean, long as the ta- the the uh, team is infused with talent, I think we can be okay and, and see where that goes. But if we go with the with the rookie QB, I mean, if we can draft just as well as we did defensively, offensively, we'll be fine. Even if we look at the example of Houston, look at their last two drafts, including uh, CJ Stroud. Their turnaround has come with hits out of the draft. So yes. That's why I'm there with it, boy. Adonis, we appreciate your telephone call, sir. And he makes valid point mm-hmm. that they hit on the draft. They also did not peg themselves in, uh, try to put a round peg into a square hole. We have to get an offensive coach. No, you don't. We have to get someone who's called plays before. No, you don't. Get the right freaking guys. Bobby Sloak. Now everyone here, they want to build a statue. Okay, we get Bobby Sloak. 
He never called plays till this year. Mm -hmm. He was a defensive coach when he started in the NFL because Mike Shanahan said to him, best way for you to learn how to be a good offensive coach is to learn the defensive side first. And then he was an offensive assistant to Kyle Shanahan, learned out there, never called a play in his life, goes to Houston, and they look like they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they are, but holy bleep, they got it right. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle told Sloak, he goes, okay, I know what my dad told you. Let's get on the offensive side. Right. This is where you belong. Correct. But your dad said, that, I, I know what he said. Be on this and side. And you've already done all that. Yeah. Now <laughs> you're on the offensive side. And that kind of balances, I mean, that's noteworthy, and it helps you be able to understand the game all the way around. So if Poles comes out today, next week, a month from now, hey, I'm hiring this guy. He's never called a play before, but he's the right guy. So you're not going to trust him. But if he said he was keeping Justin, you all would trust him. Yes. That's, That's exactly the amazing right. thing. Yes. So Just let him the man do his job. So I'm definitely going for Rex Ryan as offensive coordinator for the Bears. All right, coming up. We I was will... bringing Greg Landry. <laughs> coming up. He's still alive. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, still to come, we'll hear from Tracy Butler from ABC 7 Eyewitness News and get her thoughts about the cold temperatures we have in the Chicagoland and area. And I also have a Buffalo weather update for you. Okay. I'm coming for her job. Okay. Can Tracy give you that? or No. Okay. Then is Tracy still coming on? Yeah, she's going to do the Chicago weather. Why can't you do both? That way she's not coming on. She doesn't have an app. She won't like that. that. She won't be liking that. Back with your calls in a moment on Cap and J-Hood. Here's today's headline. Headline with Cap and J-Hood. All right. Controversy over the weekend for the Bulls during the Ring of Honor ceremony, which Michael, Scotty, and Dennis did not attend, although Rodman was scheduled on a flight that got canceled. Fans booed when a picture of Jerry Krause, deceased, was shown on the scoreboard. His wife, Thelma, in tears as they were booing her late husband. She was representing him in the ceremony. The Bulls are getting blasted, as is the fan base, locally and nationally. NFL playoffs, both NFC North playoff teams won yesterday. Packers blew out the Cowboys in Jerry World. They're up 48-16 late, gave up a couple late garbage touchdowns, 48-32 the final. The Lions survived multiple fourth-quarter drives by Matt Stafford and his Rams and held on to win 24-23. They get the winner of the Buccaneers and Eagles game, which is tonight in Detroit next week. And today, the Bills and Steelers will play in Buffalo at 3.30. We'll give you the weather in that one. And the Eagles-Bucks, as I said tonight, in Tampa at 7. Jay Moore! Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Poor CBS viewers won't be able to get their Judge Judy or their maybe their Let's Make a Deal. Judy is going to be pissed if she can't get her show on at 3.30 on a Monday. Who was that telling telling us? Was it your wife that you told? It was you telling us, I meant. But was it your wife or did you get it from someone else in your career that when they told Ellen uh, the NFL is going to be knocking your show off? Oh, no. That's, that is... My wife in the meetings with the Ellen people. She works for NBC. Yeah, that was my wife in the meetings. 
because you know our offices are next door to one another. You know her office and then the spare room that I get to be able to work out of, where I put the glass up to the door to listen to what's happening in there. It's the pandemic, Ellen. Taking my show off the air? Not happy. Not happy at all. It was rough. What? She's rough. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. But it was a pandemic. You just try to fit in as best you could some kind of sports programming. Sorry, the pandemic is going to have to be like, I think that was a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon at 2. Yeah, remember that? (laughs) We had sports almost every afternoon. Just weird, right? But, I mean, this is how things had to happen. Same thing here with the Steelers' bills. Nobody blinks, Cap, because nothing is like live sports. No matter where you put it, it'll draw a number, a huge number. What's the number for uh, for the Peacock game? I know a lot of old people that were pissed off that couldn't watch that Kansas City game because it was on Peacock. Most streamed event, movie, show, election, co- the most streamed event in the history of the country, ever. Ever. What do you think about that? I mean, you say it, and I saw Tariko say it at halftime. Just think about that. This is what live sports brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that when uh, early in the pregame, I'm sure there was an old timer trying to push the button on their screen. Like, it's an, there's a QR code. Just push it. Just push right. the button. Or they're grabbing their hey. remote and going, Peacock. Uh, no, you don't have it. You got to <laughs> sign up. You know how many sons uh, and daughters were getting calls from uncles, grandparents, parents? Uh, how do I get the game? All right, I'll, I'll be right over. Right. Got to help. Got to yeah. help them out. No question. So there are some, some that are still behind the times. Now, for wrestling people like me, WWE is always on Peacock. So, of course, I've got it. Mm-hmm. And I have a Peacock that I sleep with every night. Correct. So, of course, I've got the channel. Correct. But, Shay, think about it from this standpoint, what, just, what uh, Cap just said. So, most stream. So, that's far better than Amazon and their Thursday night package. Correct. And that's still lagging behind. Correct. Think about that. But you have to sign up. Like Peacock was what five bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I spent five bucks to get coffee. If if you true, a friend of mine said to me, "I'm going to go to a bar. I'm not paying the five dollars." You're going to pay for watered down drinks and crappy bar food. You're going to spend way more than the five bucks I'm spending. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But I had no issues paying $5. The only problem I had, and I said this to the guys before you got here, you can't show commercials, too. I'm doing a pay-per-view. I gave you the money. No commercials. Sorry, can't have it both ways. You're charging me to watch commercials? I get it. I got bad news, Cap. The $5 plan has commercials even if you watch their on-demand content. Damn. Amazon does the same thing. You got to pay more for the commercial-free version. There is a different version, yes. But live TV, of course, they're going to show commercials. Mm-hmm. But someone's got to pay for it, right? I know. Understand your point. It's like this is like pay-per-view. You should just give me the full stream, whether there's action or not. Right. I get it. But I mean, someone's got to pay those bills. Thursday night football is the same way. Where you can't if you if you change the channel, you exit out of it. Then you got to log back in. Yeah, that's like you don't go from NBC to ABC to NBC Sports Chicago to Marquee. No. No. That's gotta, like, it's like the old school. Let me exit the app. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the old school, right? It's like, 
Well, the Cubs are on Channel 9. I want to see what's on Channel 7. Oh, let me get up. Right. All right. Like, click, click, click. There's, some, there's 7. Like now in my car, mm-hmm. I can go from our app for this to another app for that. Just hit a button. Mm-hmm. It's different. Back in the day, oh, you got to exit the app. You got to close that. It's a pain. Two successful teams in the NFC North in the playoffs. One, the Green Bay Packers, as we saw, demolishing the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, Detroit with their big victory as well against the Rams. Dan Campbell, head coach for the Lions, with a lot to say after the game. We play next Sunday back here at home, guys. Yeah. the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock, back at Ford Field, because you got f***ing earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. I got two game balls. All right, number one, listen, when you when you come in three years ago, like me and this guy did, and you had a vision, and you start working together, and you've got an idea how you want to build it, and the type of players you're looking for, and how you want to go top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, and you're in f-ing lockstep. You're in f-ing lockstep. I'm telling you guys, it's a shitty business. It ain't always perfect, but we, but we do a pretty good job. Baby. Right. But without this f-ing guy right here, man, Brad Holmes. every single person in this room man we were intentional on being about grit all right and earning it i love everybody in here man we went through darkness and it shaped us all right it shaped us for this moment i love y'all man thank you so much appreciate it okay i'll just say it like this all right hey you're good enough for detroit appreciate you guys more than you know i promise you that i love you guys so much this is just the beginning boys this is just the beginning we got three more of these yeah. next week at home at our place against whoever the wants to come in here let's go yeah. win all three one two three win. Yeah. these that- guys did it these guys did it what are you doing there more <laughs> you, you get out of there that's their celebration you good. had your championship. Now you stick your beak in there, crying coach. Let me tell you something. What that, are you doing? That locker room. I, I want that. I want that. I want that. Jared Goff, they gave him the other game ball. You're good enough for Detroit. What a shot. What a shot. <laughs> Loved it. They gave up on you in L.A.? We'll take you. Jay Moore, I like the idea of Sharon Moore coming through the side door like the Kool-Aid man, saying, these guys did it. These guys did it. This is not your celebration. These guys did it. These guys did it. Get out. <laughs> Cheaters, we did ours clean. He's what about be, you? He's got to be the pitch man for these guys did it. They just put him in any celebration. <laughs> these guys did it. Man. What's he doing there, Cap? He's getting ready for his press conference when Harbaugh takes the Chargers job over uh-huh. the Cowboys. Oh, jeez. Sharon Moore's trying to get on the Staples Center floor after the Lakers win the in-season tournament. <laughs> These guys did it. 
These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Get out of there. Um, I saw a really interesting thing that Darren Ravel tweeted. Mm-hmm. Soon after Bill Belichick was let go from the Browns in 1996, he was at a ski resort. He ran into Jerry Jones, the recently new owner of the Dallas Cowboys. I can coach, Belichick told him. If you ever get an opportunity, don't forget about me. Jones said on radio in 2019, he's often thought about that conversation. Well, guess what? He's got a chance to get him now. Yeah. Again, you know, we talk about the quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks are going to be in this draft? How many coaches are available looking for a job? We haven't had the kind of quality of coaches that are available in a long time. That's out there. From Vrabel to Belichick, there's so many, Jim Harbaugh, so many others. This is an opportunity. But the Bears, punting on the, on the head coach, going with Eberflus. Okay, will you punt on the quarterback position in the draft in the first round? Going to find out. We're going to find out. There's something to be said about stability, Cap. Stability's fine if you've got the right people. Correct. Jason Leisure said that. Correct. Okay. In polls we trust. You saw the guy. Until we don't. The guy that LeBron tried to run out. LeBron said, Spolstra, I don't want this guy. And Pat Riley said, I love you, LeBron. That's our coach. Did you see what he signed for the other day? Mm -hmm. 120 million. 120 million. He's still there. You saw LeBron's quote tweet. Did you see that? I didn't. It's just like, oh, you deserve every dollar. Congratulations, Coach Spo. The guy you wanted out? The guy he went to management said, fire that guy. No. I He's la- our coach. I laughed when I saw that. I like, loved it. I yeah. loved where management told a star player, and I like LeBron. Yeah. It said, no, you don't make the rules. Yeah. I just I thought it was funny that LeBron tried to do an about face. It's like, oh, Coach Spo, he's worth every dollar. The guy so, you wanted fired? Uh, the Bears have announced Matt Eberflus got $120 million. <laughs> These guys did it. Get out of there, Moore. On Jerome Lincoln's Moore. birthday. <laughs> man, oh, man. Tracy Butler with the latest on uh, the cold temperatures around the Chicagoland area on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J. Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Time now for the Cap and J. Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's at LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. Jaymore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Chief, good morning. Hey, what's good? The Bears situation is getting better by the, by the minute. Let me ask you a question. Where's Justin Rank among the four quarterbacks in the NFC North? Uh, he's definitely better than Jared, than, than, than Golf. He's definitely better than uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Kirk right. Cousins. Kirk Cousins is hurt. Okay. He's not okay. better Chief, than Jordan Chief, Love, Jordan Chief, Love. please... Don't get behind the wheel of a car today. You're going to kill somebody out there. Hey, like I said, like I said, call, ask Keyshawn Johnson to evaluate Taylor Williams. I dare you. I'm asking you to look at the Why four quarterbacks in the NFC I North. You. I dare you. Chief. And, he, and he's a USC, he's a USC fan and alumni. Any play that he will tell Chief. you himself, Justin Chief. Fields is better than Caleb Williams. Chief. Call him. Look at. Jared Goff took to one team. Hold him. on a second, Chief. This morning okay, now it's my turn to talk. Jared Goff has taken one team to the Super Bowl, and he's in the divisional round next week, and he's thrown multiple times over 4,000 yards. 
Kirk Cousins has six 4,000-yard seasons. Jordan Love, he's the best quarterback in the NFC. And guess what? You're still there chasing Justin Fields when he's not good enough. Come on, man. Wake up. Learn football. So you you, you, you think we need Caleb Williams more than we need a left tackle? I want it all. I want it all. But I'm taking the swing for the Grand Slam home run at quarterback. I don't live in Chief's house where it's I'm good with mediocrity because I like the guy. No. Damn. Not happening, Chief. Damn. Take that. Chief, we appreciate the telephone call. And now he leaves line open. 312-332-3776. As we go back to the phone lines, we say hello to Tim in Valparaiso. He's with us on Cap and J. Hood. Tim, good morning. Wow, that was that's tough to follow up there, boys. Well, follow it up, Tim. <laughs> we didn't follow it up. We mean it's tough. Just I'm follow it up, Tim. Up. You call in. You want to talk about the Bears? Come on, bring it. Okay. I'll bring it. And that's all, folks. The Captain J. Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. <laughs> it is the best in town. David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Gem LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. Here comes Chicago's number one Steelers fan, Tracy Butler from ABC7 Eyewitness News. She joins us here on Captain J. Hood. Tracy, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Oh, that's off. on me. Yeah, that's just the uh, annual fine. What, it's what unbelievable. Is... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. I don't have a dollar. I'll get you one. Oh, you do you need change? Because you need to pay this dollar. It happens all the time. I'll, I'll pay. You owe more than a dollar because you forgot it last week, too. I paid that one. Yeah. You need change? Yeah. Yeah. Hand me what you have. <laughs> all right. So what we got going on here? Oh, you think I know the answer to that? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Because you totally threw me under the bus. You backed the bus up on me this morning. I just said. <laughs> Maybe does she have a Buffalo weather app? Really? <laughs> Really? Yeah, there it is. There's the bus. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with him? Well, there's a lot wrong with him. We don't have we don't have enough time to explain. There's a lot okay. Wrong with him. Well, here, first of all, in Chicago, we're seeing some sun, but it's not going to warm us up that much. Hopefully, we'll get to zero today. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we have wind chill warnings in effect through tomorrow at noon because we have wind chills that are 25 below and colder than that. So we're going to have that tomorrow morning too. Now. This is the coldest these temperatures have been since December 23rd, 2022. So it's been a while yeah. since we've kind of had this sort of Arctic outbreak. Okay, yeah. so what about snow? Snow for us, unlike last week when we just kept getting hammered. We had the snow, we had the rain, we had the blowing snow over the weekend. Yeah. Very icy conditions. I have flurries. I have some light snow in the forecast here Thursday and Friday. But I think the bigger story this week is certainly the cold. How about Buffalo? What's happening there? Wow, you know what, guys? I think it's still going to be snowing it's during the snow. game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think, that, you know, they have they still have the winter storm warnings in effect there until about 1 o'clock this afternoon. I mean, some areas around there have had 27 inches of snow. Mm-hmm. And the cold game time temperature is going to be around 14 degrees. So between that... And I'm sure they are just, you know, trying to get all that snow cleared. But I don't think the snow ends by game time. I think the Steelers are going to, you know, romp over the bills in this one (laughs) through the snow. Keep that game running. And we got it. And Shay will owe me a sandwich. Sandwich bet. Sandwich bet. Why does sandwich bet? and Shay. Right? Right. This one, I'm not going to lie, I feel a little mean taking the sandwich on this one. Don't. I'm feeling good. I know TJ Watt is out. I'm I'm behind my team. Just so you know, Fat Jack Sports, who was undefeated this week, he was amazing. Fat Jack, he's the Black and Abdallah handicapper mm-hmm. that they yeah. found him. 
Uh, he just sent out his play. Oh. Steelers plus 10. Uh-huh. He said, take the Steelers in this uh-huh. game. You just wait. All of you. Nice job on the weather today. Hey, thanks. Thank you very much, Tracy. And we thank you for listening and calling and being part of the program here on Captain J. Hood. You got your daughter in here, too. I know. My Christina. She's awesome. Your Christina? mom is the greatest. Say hello, Christina. Go right ahead. Hello. Say from Chicago. Yes, from Chicago. Take that. So-